This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, my dear friend. You are welcome to Adventist World Radio Ghana and you are welcome to the segment Youth Corner. And this is a program we meet to discuss a lot of interesting topics that affect different facets of our life. And we are here to discuss another new topic which we haven't treated before and that is peer pressure. I believe one way or the other you've experienced peer pressure in a way. I am Eugene Kwabnat Akra, your moderator for today and I'm here with my able panelists. I would like them to introduce them, themselves. I'm Popes Bontinkuma. Asar Israel and Lambert. You are looking awesome, my able panelists, and thank you so much for um, coming. And today, today's um, um, topic is going to be very interactive. That is peer pressure. Uh, I believe one way or the other, we've all experienced one before. Okay, so you are going to shoot. Uh, we are going to start by asking, what is peer pressure in general? I'm sure one listener out there doesn't really know much about what it entails. So I'll start with Lambert. What's peer pressure? Okay, talking about peer pressure is a direct influence to an individual being or from a group of people or person to another to solicit for their attention, their behavior, to suit into what um, they, they are. And that is what we call peer pressure. That's a direct influence to um, change the person's character or behavior to suit theirs. Okay. That is what you can say about okay. peer pressure. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, Israel, what is peer pressure when you talk about peer pressure? Okay, so as my brother just said, to add to that, when you talk about peer pressure, it can be direct and indirect influence caused by the uh, people in the same peers okay. to retain um, the, uh, one's attention to them. Okay, all right, so um, thank you. Um, Kuma, when you talk about peer pressure, is there a difference between peer pressure and social pressure? Um, yeah, peer pressure. The division includes um, uh, a pressure exerted by members of one's peer group, right? Okay. Yeah. But social pressure is, is the society as a whole. Okay. Maybe it could come from a higher influence. Yeah. Maybe a king in the society, the assemblyman, someone in high authority, or as low as maybe the one who controls maybe the, the entry into a park <laughs> in your area. That is social mm. pressure. It could come, it ranges from. So how is that pressure exerted? When it comes to what I mean by the pressure, I mean, I want to be specific on even the the person who controls your pack. Okay. Are, you, are you talking about a person who yeah. controls your pack? How can that person exist? Oh, probably a, a pressure to change your value or your way of life. Mm-hmm. Probably you go to the pack to, to, to sing, right? But he comes in and says, maybe the pack, there's no singing today. At that time, do something else. From now onwards, there's no singing. He is the one who controls the pack. Yeah. He has changed that lifestyle that you go to the pack to perform. To perform. All right. So when it comes to social pressure and peer pressure, Israel, what which one okay has a lot of impact social pressure peer pressure okay we can never talk and neglect anyone from each other because we can get impact in a, within our peers and we can also get impact within the social uh, the social area we live for instance as our brother kuma just said you know you live in the community um, you 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 are with a group leaders, a group of leaders in the community. For instance, the king, the assemblyman, and the assemblyman orders that by six o'clock you are to sleep. Maybe that I wanted to go for preps because he is the authoritative at that place. You, know, you have to obey that rule, and it's a pressure on you. You understand? And also the peer. So if you are to talk about that as a youth, the peer core is more 
than the social ones because within the PS we always live with them. For instance, I play a game with uh, Mr. Kuma, always I'm with him in the room, you understand? So whatever, sometimes he wants me to, uh, or he wants to impact in me, can be, um, will be faster than the societal one. Okay. All right, so Lambert, um, when it comes to peer pressure, okay, I want us to discuss on the types of peer pressure. What are some of the types you know? Um, yes, I can say that we have the direct peer pressure and the indirect peer pressure. Okay. Yes. What are they? I can say that the direct pressure is whereby maybe comparing to can say that, have you seen your friend? Look at how he dresses. Look at his bag. So for that one, you see it yourself. They are making some form of comparison that you see. So it's a direct pressure that is being mounted on you. But indirect one, you can also look at how you started life with that person and where that person is up to. So you'll be looking at it. Although no one will be telling you anything, there wouldn't be any pressure elsewhere. But personally, when you look at that person, even the way you started, you were on top of him, but that person has overtook you. So indirectly, it will be having some influence on you to become like him. Okay, okay. thank you. I'd like you to also explore, Kuma, on the different types of pressure okay. you to, have. To add to what he said, direct pressure can um, be in two forms, either spoken or unspoken. Probably, I'm your, your, your... Okay, let me clarify this. Peers, those who are your peers are not necessarily your friends. Okay. They can be members of your age group. Okay. Good. So, probably, I am with um, Mr. Israel and then Mr. Lambert, and then I am smoking cigarettes. Then I, I, I give it to you and push it to your mouth. Take it and that is direct peer pressure. Yeah. And it also can be unspoken. Probably you see, as Mr. Lambert said, and then the unspoken part comes in when there's there's a notion, probably something that is going around. Let's say members of a boys club are known to, 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 to grab the women without yeah. even saying anything. Yeah. So because of that pressure you want to get into a relationship you just join that cult okay right to 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 be able to grab the woman without saying anything <laughs> yes. yes other types of pressure in, include um, negative and positive peer yeah. pressure is not always bad sure. yeah and then these pressures do change your beliefs can change your values your attitudes okay. and how the way you behave right yeah. so the negative ones as the name implies it's a bad form and the positive ones can influence you positively maybe you have a friend at church who sings in a group probably you sing but at home in a bathroom and then he sees your potential and invites you into the group yeah that is a type of positive pressure yeah, okay. so so far we have spoken or spoken yeah. direct indirect negative and positive okay so lambert when it comes to pressure thank you very much for the contribution when it comes to pressure okay that is peer pressure do we have some in the church in the church in the church setting do we have that peer pressure you know normally where a group of people commune you're definitely going to have some pressure so we do. I'm, I'm asking the church because mostly you don't expect certain negative things. And when I say peer pressure in the church, I don't mean positive. I'm talking of the negative. Because remember, you think church is is full of positivity. Mm-hmm. Also, for us, we have good persons in the church. Definitely, or occasionally, we can have some bad people in the church. And sometimes it results from being um, the son of church elder or pastor or whoever. So that one, we, we, we do have it in our church. But mostly, people does not lure into into it than the good one. Just like he made mention of singing, maybe those playing keyboard and other instruments. And that one we have um, a good impact on that. But negatively, I don't think we, we normally um, record 
Okay. Um, Israel, is it is it is this really true that um in the church, okay, we don't record negativities in terms of peer pressure? Yeah, we have it in the church. For instance, we all started to uh, uh, join a youth choir, and at first we were all trying our voices, and we were able to sing tenor. But your other friend said that Charlie, come let's sing bass, bass. Meanwhile, you can't sing bass, yes. so it's an influence causing you to change. And for instance, we all we were all learning trumpet. You can play trombone. And your other friend said that if you play trombone, your mouth becomes big. And you said that oh, then I have to also come and play trumpet. You understand? So they are all influences in the church, which sometimes cause uh, negativity to the individual's life or change their values mm-hmm. and religions. As Brother Kuma just said. Okay, Kuma. Yes, I want you to add to that. Okay. I, I do have a personal experience. Um, you, well, you, yes, can you, can you yes, I've I've seen something like that. It's mostly good, as we were trying to say. It's mostly positive pressure that's in the church, but then there are a few negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, in my local church, probably those who watch and know me will know. Um, <laughs> the youth choir. It is there's a notion, there's a notion that when um probably you you reach SHS, mm-hmm. um you are too big yeah, to be singing in the youth choir. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, there are some group of people who have segregated themselves okay. and are. Pulling that pressure, yeah. yes. Okay. So that is an example of a negative pressure okay. in the church. They can leave the choir and form a singing group, but then the choir crumbles. Mm-hmm. Or they can leave and join another group that is also positive, but then they leave in for the group to crumble without anyone replacing. That is when it becomes negative. Okay, okay. So my dear listener, if you are still watching us or listening to us, we are discussing about negative pressures in the church, and it will amaze you that in the church where we think there are a lot of positivities, there are negative pressures, and we are still continuing our discussion. I'll come back to my able panelist. Okay, so I'll come to Lambert. Lambert, <laughs> you know. I don't, if I'm a kid, as mean I'm a kid, okay, I cannot just say um, I've just gotten peer pressure. I'm sure there will be stage. There will be, there, there will be some stages where I have to go through. Can you just um, help us through some of the stages? What actually causes people to even give in to peer pressure in the first place? Okay. A whole lot of things can make people jump into peer pressure. Sometimes people will feel that will feel that they've been rejected by the environment. So looking at some class of people, they want to fit in. So socially, they want the environment to accept them, and then they fit in into that particular environment. Two, other could also be confusion or anxiety. The person becomes perplexed, don't know what to do at that particular time. So the one who will be able to, I mean, speak to him, Negatively or positively, we're definitely going to have some direct influence on it. So that is also another one. Um, three, um, it has just escaped me, but maybe as you go through my other hand, I will count. Yes, I So if, um, Israel, I'm on you, when you're talking about the personality of the person, um, who that pressure has been exerted on, you know, do you say, do you, do, you, do you say if it's quiet or what happens and if it's loud how does that actually influence him or her? I'm talking about a loud and quiet person how does that? Okay, it all depends on the person. You accepting um, these peer pressures on you depends on you because when you talk about peer pressure it means that like seeking to please the person who is forcing that thing on you because let's talk it if you force me to sit down and I don't, you, you start to like frown on me or we start to like murmuring and saying a lot of me because I didn't listen to your pressure you set on me. 
You understand? So you can avoid that by if you you always have to do that. Say, don't have to seek to please people, and also people also engage in peer pressure because of ignorance. Sometimes you don't know what to do. You'll be there just that little advice someone gives to you, then just stick to that and work on that. So that's the reason as a youth, you have to be knowledgeable and inquire and know a lot of things as we are moving to uh, to our older stages. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, Kuma, I want to ask you this too. You know, at home, just in the house, where we believe that that is where we need to be trained. Is it possible to have people at home? At home. At home. Well, peer pressure, if you are going strictly by its definition, but it's not possible. To probably, be. if you have members of your peers in, in the, house. the house, fine. Where I want to, I want you to really address is that at home, in terms of virtual peer pressure, oh, okay. where maybe you are listening to something, you are, how, how, how do you? And well, that? at, at, I think peer pressure usually occurs most during the formative years. That's the teenage. Yeah. And at that point, I would rather skew away from saying they are ignorant, but then they are vulnerable. Okay. They want to know more. They are, they are, they are, their, their beliefs are not yet set in cement. Exactly. They are still forming their own beliefs. So if you leave them to these, um, virtual, uh, media, to, to influence their situation, then you are leaving them at either the wrong or the right path, right? And then and then I think parents must get to know their children mm-hmm. so that when they, they, they find out something, they can freely come to them for their opinions. Yeah. And then they can re- really set the good example for them, yes. lead the path yes. so that when they are setting, they set the good manner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think peer pressure do happen at homes, but then if it's controlled or they're monitored by parents, it could be used for the better. Okay. All right. In our certain Lambeth, you know, in our certain, I experienced this a lot. Okay. And when I was growing up, where when you 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 are watching, let's say, a program, you be there with your parents, and it gets to let's say, excuse me, let's say, show scene. Excuse me, say everybody's close. You know, is it right? Is it right? Is it really right? Everyone to close his or her eyes, and you see them. Even I let them, you prompt them to look at what is uh, actually going to happen. Okay, so what's the right way to deal with that? Other than letting them obiankatanini, or everyone should close his or her eyes. Um, in fact, in this contemporary, I mean, season, before they even start it, the child knows where it is going to end. <laughs> it, it has become a, a challenge in dealing in dealing with that. But I think we have to let them watch educative movies or I mean those uh, kind of things but when we just leave them blunt to to be watching those um, Ghanaian movies doing witches and other things then you even pave way for them to 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 be influenced negatively so I would advise that we should have some selected program to be watched with our kids other than that we will spoil them the more so Israel, so in, in, in case, in reference to what he said, in case you are watching something, okay, as a parent, what's the right way to deal with it? You are watching something with your kids. You never knew that that is a scene that is going to happen and it just happens. What's the, the right way to, or the approach? You understand? So if such a situation happens, as a parent, it's rather you educate them more on that. You see, when you look at the Western world, that's what they've been doing, and it's helping the, their country to grow. But although we can't bring it here, but after all, let the, the, the child know that this is what's happening, and this is what will end. If you watch this, or if you practice this from this that they did, this is what will happen. They become aware of that. Because you're not adv- advising or educating him or her, you know, and leaving him or her to just watch the television, he will definitely go and practice that. 
So, but if he is aware or she is aware of that, that if you practice this, or for instance, you, uh, the child saw uh, some people holding guns and shooting, mm-hmm. then definitely the, the father is not there. The child just went into the father's bedroom and went to uh, pick the gun. <laughs> you see, if you are supposed to advise the child that if you do it like this, it can kill her, the, the child will not do that. Okay. Okay, so you need to do more education. All right, you, you need to have more education on that. All right, so time is not <laughs> is not really helping us, and uh, we are wrapping up. You are really wrapping up. I would like um, Kuma to give his last point on the subject matter for okay. this section. Um, th- this becomes dicey with the uh, situation for the parents. Okay. It's two things. There are some times when you tell the child what it is, and he goes in for it. Okay. There are some times when you don't tell the child what it is, and he still goes in for it. So you, the parent, are supposed to know. Probably, um, and I know nowadays, the movies they show, if you sit from the beginning, they'll show you warnings, PG, 18. Yeah. So with that, you, you are conscientized on what is, to, what is to be seen. Good. So And when it happens, usually they go to or the default settings for parents is to either switch the station yes. or send you yes. or tell you to close your eyes. Yes. But if the child chances on it, you could take the opportunity to one, mm-hmm. advise later after the movie and tell the child what it is and then what to stay away from, okay. the goods and the bads. Okay. Or two, when it comes, you change it. Tell the child the reason why you did that. Mm-hmm. Usually when you change it, people are, your, your, your curiosity is increased. Yes, why, yes, what what yes, is he changing? Yes, yes. So if he doesn't get an answer from you, the parent, yes. obviously he would have to go out. Go back, yeah. So I think that is a nice situation, but then it, it depends on the situation and how the parent okay, handles it. Okay, okay. Thank you very much for that. Um, Israel, your last words. On- All right. So my last word, I will get this from the Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says that, walk with the wise and be a wise person. Yeah, so if as a youth, you have to work with a person who is wise. Now, yeah, if you're talking yeah, about yeah. 13 verse 20, okay. you see, working with a wise doesn't mean that the person is um, inter- uh, intellectually good. No. Being a wise doesn't mean that. But you can just look at a person's lifestyle and see that this person is a wise person. Okay. Lambert. Okay. During the stage of life, parents are expected to find out from their words what they want to become in the future. Then they consistently hammer on that, that if you do this, you can become what you want to become. If you do that, you cannot become. By so doing, the child will be will be in that particular road. Alright, thank you so much for your time, my able panelists. And dear listener, there's all time who allow us. And walk with the wise and you'll be a, a wise person. Proverbs 13 verse 20 is where you are going to end with you. And it has been an interesting discourse. And you are going to continue in our next segment thank you very much for your time and stay tuned dear friend we would like to receive your feedback so call us on the number plus two three three Five zero one five six one eight four nine plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana. Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. We have another segment for you, and that is Present Truth.
You are all welcome to the program, Present Truth. My name is Pastor Alexander Poku, and today I'm, I am happy to come your way to share with you the Word of God. And before I proceed, let's bow our heads down for a prayer. Our Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to meet again. As you're about to share your word, we are inviting the Spirit to be with us so that we will be given the space of understanding, so that we will understand your word so at the end it will be able to change our lives forever. So that when you come, we'll have a positive answer to uh, our, our, our questions. We thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I want us to pick our Bible this time around and read from Colossians. Uh, chapter 4, I want to read something from verse 1. It says that, Masters, give your bond servants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. So, first of all, wherever we are, no matter our positions, no matter the, uh, the authority we have, I just want to remind you that we also have a master in heaven who is also looking at us, how we are treating people who are working under us, how we are treating people who, the people we are working with, the way we are instructing them. So that is why this scripture is, is reminding us that we should be careful how we treat them. When we, when we jump to verse 4, it says that, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, as I ought to speak. So if you are a boss, if you are a husband, if you are a wife, if you are a a child, and you are speaking, you should know the power of speech, what, what you're going to say, what it contains. So it is better for us to know. So I just want to caption uh, this uh, sermon, uh, the power of speech. Yes, so whatever you are going to say, you should be able to sit down, analyze it, and know the effect on your listener before you say it, so that whatever we say should go a long way to glorify God. Now, when we read verse 6, it says that, Let your speech always be with grace. That is what the Bible is telling us. Your speech must be, be with always with grace. If you are going to say anything, if you are going to answer, if you are going to, to, to talk to your boss, if you are going to talk to your subordinate, if you are going to say anything as president to your members, if you are going to say anything as treasure to your members, make sure that your words are full of grace so that your listener can see that indeed you are a man of God. Don't just say anything. If you continue, it says that um, season with salt. So we know what salt does in our daily lives. Before, it was using to preserve things. It was using, if you cook food, if you want to know that it is tasteful, Salt will make you realize that. So when you are going to give a speech, when you are going to say anything, no matter your level, no matter your position, it says that you should make sure that your words are seasoned with salt. And then the latter part is that it says that um, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. What is it saying? What it's telling us is that we should not have one answer for all. If you are talking to your boss, know that you are talking to your boss. Give that respect. If you are talking to a president, make sure that you know you are talking to president. Give the due respect. If you are talking to your a colleague, your child, know that you are talking to your child. 
You should know how you have to answer everyone. There are people who have one answer for all. It's bad. When they speak, people go home, they cry. When they speak, people go home and they, 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 they have problems. They, they think that they are not like, they are not human beings. Always they do things to hurt people. Always our speeches hurt people. It is bad. It is not good for us to do that. God is telling us that this morning, whatever we are saying as Christians, whatever we are saying as bosses, whatever we are saying as a president, whatever we are saying as MP, whatever we are saying as a position we have, people of authority, we should assess it. We should know the effect on, on our words because people are dying because of what they are told. People are, people, people are, 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 are having problems because whatever they are hearing are no good. Husbands are treating their wives. They speak to their wives as if they are not human beings. Wives are speaking to their husband as if they are not human beings. They, they tell them like they, 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 they are useless. Please, whatever you are saying, know the effects of what you say on people. Know that speech can also kill. Know that we are killing people softly. We are killing people because of what we tell them. People are, are committing suicide because other people tell them that they are not beautiful. They are not supposed to live on this earth because they don't have what it takes to live. Please, if you are fond of doing that, it is better we pray to God to help us stop doing that. Whatever you are going to say to people, make sure that it is seasoned. Make sure that it's full of grace. Make sure that you are going to inspire people. Make sure that your speeches are going to go a long way to draw people closer to God than to drive them away. So we should be careful what we tell people. We should be careful what we say. We should be careful what we, we do to other people. If we continue hurting people this way, at the end of the day, people are going to say a lot of things. And the people are going to speak a bad things in return. And we think that our subordinates do not respect. But we don't respect them. If you speak to them in a way that are not good. But they will pay us the same coin. So please, no matter our positions, no matter what uh, authority we have in this world, yes, we are pastors. When we go to church, our church members, yes, they are, they are there to listen to us. We should not speak anyhow. We should not treat them anyhow. We should know that, yes, they are there to listen to the words that will encourage them. Always they are burdened with troubles. Always they, are, they have a lot of problems. So when we, they come and our speeches add more to their woes, then they even feel bad for coming to church. They even feel bad for coming to listen to us. Most of the fathers, when we go home, our children run away. Our wives, they don't even stay to listen to us because we don't have good messages for them. Please, the word of God is telling us this morning that our speeches can kill. Our speeches can hurt people. We must speak words of inspiration to people. We must make sure that our words are filled with grace so that those who are listening to us can see God. Thank you for this opportunity to listen to the word of God once again. It's always better to just sit under the feet of God and listen to his word. So before I leave you, I want us to have a word of prayer from God so that we receive blessings from him. Lord God Almighty, this time we thank you for the message you've given unto us. You are telling us the essence of words that we use, the effect of what we sit on people, the effect of what we tell people. Lord, let us make sure whatever we, whatever we tell people, we, we know, we calculate, they know the effect on people. So at the end of the day, our speeches will go a long way to bless people than to curse them. Thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your word. We thank you for calling us as your children. We thank you for everything. 
May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. Oh, oh, oh.